Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, and welcome to Off the Beaten Track podcast. I'm your host, Stu Whiffin, and over the next hour or so, I will be discussing seven records uh, seven tracks, seven songs, whatever you want to call them, with a guest. And them questions will have soundtracked their life. So the first question I ask will be something from the from their early years, and the last song will bring them right up to now. Um, throughout that, I like to sort of ask about their creative journey and how specifically the area they lived in affected that, whether it made it easier, harder, you know, and... And so that's the kind of the rough outline of this this podcast. Um, if you haven't listened to to any others, you've um, you've missed a fair few. There's episodes in the back catalogue with Scribius Pip, Block Party, Snowboy. Uh, oh God, there's loads. Go go and have a little look. And the best thing to do is just subscribe, and then they just pop up on your listening device without having to worry about anything. Um, there might be a little bit of swearing in this one. I don't think there is actually. Um, I'm sure there's not. Um, but today's guest is Miss Lindy Layton. Lindy was an overnight superstar when her and Norman Fatboy Slim Cook released "Dub Be Good to Me." Uh, worldwide smash it and you could not move for hearing that bass line and uh, on what a great record it is and, and to this day still sounds vital and we discussed that obviously we discussed how Lindy went and dis- you know run away from home to find to find Fatboy Slim and obviously it was called Norman Cook then she talks about that, sleeping on his floor when she was 17 years old um, because she she had creative energy that she had to, she had to pursue and it's a, it's a lovely story. Um, and, you know, growing up as, as a cast member on Grange Hill as well and, and, and right the way through now to, to what she's doing now, she's, she's an absolutely lovely lady. She's worked with... Scroobius Pip and I previously, um, you know, as a DJ and, and, and such, and we've always got on really well. And I hope you're going to enjoy this podcast. It's um, it was great going over to Lindy's and, and and chatting to her and getting the full the full story. 
Um, before we, we kick things off, just a quick shout-out to everybody on the Distraction Pieces Network. Um, you've got Susie Gage, Jason Reed, Jim Smallman, uh, Scribius Pip, my partner in crime on Hardcore Listing, Chris Glasson, and the other new kid on the block is Brett Goldstein. Uh, so there's loads of podcasts to listen to on the Distraction Pieces Network. Um, thanks to 76, my producer. Thanks to my name is Ad and Brad Acton for video and artwork. And I think that's pretty much it. Thanks to you lot for subscribing and supporting. 76, drop that intro music. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whiffin. Right. We are recording. Yeah. Okay, right. Welcome to Off the Beaten Track podcast with me, Stuart Finn, and I am in. Is it Twickenham? Kind of. Kind of Twickenham. Kind of Twickenham. Twickenham slash Hampton slash Hanworth, a little bit of Feltham. Yeah. On the way towards Hounslow. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, it's the best location I've ever recorded any podcast in. I'm in the. Most amazing and crazy house. His eyes won't keep still. It's <laughs> <laughs> so much to see. You've got, you got Sid Vicious behind you. I saw that when I come in. Yeah. I saw that when I come in. And I'm liking that. And then there's a there's a bunny rabbit with a hat on. There's like, yeah, there's all manner of bonkers yeah, stuff in here. You don't want to be on anything when you come around mine. And it, <laughs> yeah, that it's would true, be isn't it? pretty weird. Sometimes I, I think that when I'm sitting here and I just think, <laughs> well, the, the voice you can hear today um, is my guest, and uh, and it's Lindy Layton. You right? Yes, I am. Thank you. Um, it's nice to see. You. I can't think. Think uh, the last time I see you was at the book club yep. when you come and DJ, which you've had, mm-hmm. which you have done a few times now for I me have, and Pip. Yeah, I'm waiting for my next invitation. Actually. Okay, we'll sort that. Isn't it about due? I'm sure we can sort that. <laughs> um, well, thanks for inviting me into your. Uh, Amazing home. Thank you for and, coming. Uh, I'm excited for you to be here. I, yeah, I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I don't mean to be rude and not look you in the, <laughs> in the eyes when I'm, I'm talking to you because it, there is so much distraction here with yeah. every kind of inch of wall's got something really interesting and amazing on it. Oh, so, uh, yeah. I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. I, well, it makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I've asked you to send me over seven songs, which you've done. Um, and, and I followed the exact question rather than kind of trying to just think of yeah go on sorry, sorry. no go on what were you going to say no I was just going to say that it, you know with music there's just always so much to choose from isn't yeah. there yeah so I just went with my with my true yeah it's good because I've said it to, to previous guests it's, it's quite easy I think when people ask you about music or film and things like that to I think it's it's quite tough to not try and be too cool. Exactly. Because yeah. you you know you can go like oh no you know I was you know I was listening to David Bowie when I was four. Well, yeah, you wasn't. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You was listening to whatever mm-hmm. was in indoors and and you know you and what your schoolmates were listening to and stuff like that. And and Mm-mm-mm. it's been really nice that so far all the guests that have come on have just been totally honest, honest yeah and because uh, you have to go back and like, literally be that person again and think about what was around yeah and everything like that. Yeah. yeah it was good i mean th- this week's guest when i asked uh 
the record that uh, the first record that he bought. Um, yeah, he. I mean, every other one of his songs was pretty decent, but you know, he. The one that he bought was a shock. Green Door, Shaking Stevens. Oh man! And he loved it. Uh, he said, "You know what? If I hear it now, it takes me back." It was you know a big I mean? deal at the time, but I always remember being like shocked at the appallingness of Shaking Stevens, even at that age. <laughs> Yeah, because my dad, my dad was a was a music manager. So anybody that was ever on the telly, my dad had something to say about. Right. Everybody. And right. with Shaking Stevens, it was you can see the die line. Brilliant. On his head. I was transfixed by the white trainers. I know. Always have brilliant white trainers. Double denim, always. Yeah, double denim, yes, definitely very very stiff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I did mention it on 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 that episode that mm. I, I had a friend's dad um, that was an ardent. Elvis fan and mm. just would not have any no, shaking Stevens in the ass. Have, wouldn't entertain would it. You ha- why would you have? Why I remember thinking have? he was great when I was about oh, seven. Course. I remember just thinking, God, he looks really cool. No, like no. he looked like Danny Zuko. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> even, even, no. I knew that he wasn't that. I knew it. You see through it. But I was kind of intrigued by the green door. Right. Definitely very intrigued by the green door. So it would, yeah, he had some strength with that track. Yeah. Definitely. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. So for the first um, track, Lindy, I've asked you to um, tell me that the song you think has the greatest intro ever. Yes. What did I say? You said Stevie Nicks. Oh, yeah. That's it. So that guy. Uh, and the track was. Uh, Age of, uh, Age, uh, age of 17. Age of 17, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a really powerful intro, and a lot of people will be mistaken thinking that they're about to um, embark on a, um, a Beyonce, uh, Destiny Child mm-hmm. situation, but Stevie Nicks, yeah, amazing. She was uh, a powerhouse of a front person, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she was. She was everything, yeah, feminine and intriguing, yeah. particularly small, but... Yeah, she was fascinating to me. Mm. How did you discover that track? My sister. Uh, up until about 13, most thing music was very kind of um, directed by my sister because my sister was a, a complete music obsessive. She's older than you? She's 10 years older than me. Oh, right. Yeah, That's a big yeah. difference, isn't it? So that, yeah. So that really was a big deal for me. Mm. that's yeah I think there's there's eight years between myself and my brother and and I think you know I look at his taste in music and it was definitely reflective of what I was playing at home and things like that and telling him that give that a listen and yeah and it's yeah it's it's yeah I think like and, and, and also whilst whilst talking intros as as a as a songwriter and and as a DJ mm. like intros the hook right yeah the intros yeah that 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 captivates your attention and um sets the scene um so yeah i mean it's all about the intro it's not when you're djing so much because you want the bass drum straight away don't you so you can get it in time but when you're not mixing and you're listening to music yeah intros would be i mean i had a massive list of things that i could say for intros well i was gonna that, that, yeah. my next question is mm. is what were your other considerations for for our intros um, well i would say tubular bells i say bubba um is it bubba Bub, Bubba riley yeah um and um all all the clash yeah anything by the clash always got my attention straight away because of the bass lines yeah and that was what uh, um, 
yeah, that's all, that always gets my attention. Yeah, okay. Mm. A lot of police stuff have good intros as well. In fact, voices, you know, police, do yeah. you ever listen to voices? Mm -hmm. Whenever I uh, listen to that, I, I can't stop listening to it. The same with Blue Monday as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's a great but show. That's quite difficult to mix, even though it's got a bass drum straight away. Do you think? Yeah, it's impossible. Well, it's not impossible, but... Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. And then the bass line comes in quite randomly. It doesn't come in when you want it to, so if yeah, if you try and mix that, you'll hear me with that one. I can't get bored of that record. No, me neither, even though they put it on a rubbish advert. Yeah, that and I Feel Love. Yes. Them two records, whenever they... I hear them anywhere, but they just... They're otherworldly. Yeah, they like, are. They're, they're just... I mean, I, I adore New Order. Mm. And and Blue Monday's not even my favourite New Order song, but mm. sometimes I tire of, of other songs that they've done. But Blue Monday, especially in a club as well, it, it just sounds yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah, it'll never end, will it? Yeah. It'll always be magic. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, so... Do you know, before I move on to track two, I'm going back to Stevie Nicks was like Fleetwood Mac a big thing for you as well. Um, actually, as I got a, a, a lot older, Fleetwood Mac was a big one. My my um my sister was a massive Fleetwood Mac fan, yeah. and um I think it was all a bit um too mature for me. So even though I had a connection to it, and I and I got the excitement and the like full on hippiness of it all, yeah. Um, I appreciate it more as I'm older than sure. when I was young. Yeah, it was it was all a bit like, whoa, that's too grown up. I remember like when uh, I was probably maybe 13, 14, and and Tango Tango in the Night come out, mm. which had like everywhere and Little Lies and stuff like that, and yeah. and I remember hearing it everywhere. But again, I looked at them. And as a thirteen-year-old lad, they not weren't. Sexy. It wasn't sexy. No, not at all. And like you know, no. Mick Fleetwood did not make me think I want to be that no, guy. No, 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 like. no, no. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So at the time, I got I got the excitement of it, and there was yeah. definitely something in there because I knew I obviously knew it was proper, but I've, I appreciate it obviously a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think when you're you know when you're discovering music, it is all about who you aspire to be, yeah. who you want to marry, and what what yeah. trainers you want to wear and stuff like that. So as as I kind of got past that 12 age um yeah I, f I forgot about that I put that straight down but yeah I suppose it's uh, like when you're a teenager coming into being a teenager is about that sex what sexy is yeah it? yeah you definitely know? yeah yeah definitely. so yeah that's what that's maybe what I meant by saying it's too grown yeah. up so whoa like, give me 40 yeah. more years and I'm like uh, you know I, I vividly remember like you know uh, <laughs> it's not what you want to be like <laughs> no I was, I was still I was still thinking about getting some some white trainers that shaky wore no. but um but I, you know, I, I remember, like for me, like seeing Madonna on, like That's all, all of a story. sudden, like yeah. seeing like like a virgin on the telly, mm. and like and seeing this this girl and just thinking, all oh, right, this is weird. I'm getting feelings I've yeah. never had before as yeah, as, a, as a young lad. It was like this is like she's super hot yeah. and like and super interesting and mm. and yeah, that that kind of. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That probably was, like three years, four years, maybe five years after the, after that. That's when the sexiness came. Maybe, yeah, yeah. For, what for I Madonna? You. I hear you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, for me, short hair, Italians do it better. Yes. T-shirt. Definitely. I think Papa don't preach here. What a true. I don't know. It was so hot. Wasn't yeah, it? she looked. She looked incredible at that mm. point. And mm. uh, yeah. 
Mm -mm. That's what you wanted the girls to wear. Yeah, not, absolutely. Not like brown corduroy collots that I I was just had to quickly throw away when I saw that video <laughs> and the long socks. <laughs> so, whoa, I didn't mean to do that. Sorry. Brilliant. <laughs> All right, well, look, the second track, Lindy, um, is the, the first song that you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you. Mm. And, and what I mean by that is it can be, you know, you, you remember feeling like elated or you remember feeling like sad or unnerved or just something that, that, that mm. struck you mm. with, with a track. Well, um, when I was like, yeah, uh, it's like seven at um, primary school, we did a show and tell thing and, um, you know, you bring in your Christmas present and everyone has a look at it. My, my Christmas present was seven inch of golden brown, um, uh, stranglers yep. seven inch um, from my sister because I kept playing hers mm -hmm. and I'm literally seven or eight and um, I took the record player plugged it in and had it on the stage in assembly and made the whole school listen to it thinking that they were going to kind of get feel the, the way that you feel. felt yeah how'd that go down I don't know because I think I just looked on the floor the whole time. <laughs> Mixed reviews. Well, I don't know. I don't even think I cared. I was that into it. I've all I've always been probably way too much into the emotional impact that music can have. Yeah. Um, especially when I was really young. So how how did that make you feel, Golden Brown? Um, I think as as the song went on, I just it was like just being so comfortable, and the song gets better and better and better the way, and it, there's more layers and more harmonies and um, you know the same sort of simple thing. Just I don't know what they that is. It's almost like an arpeggio, isn't it? That right from the beginning, I don't know what it is. Is mm. it like a sort of harpsichord or something? Isn't it? It's yeah. a strange yeah. sound, isn't it? Like um, yeah, I, can't, I don't know if it's sort of. Edwardian. Yeah, but it's quite hypnotic, isn't it? Yeah. And, and quite comforting as well. Yeah, very comforting. Yeah, yeah. I was really comforted um, when I listened to that. Um, I and put it on again the other day and I wasn't quite sure what it was. And then as it went on, um, all the layers that came in, were, um, you know, I, I, I think I remembered how, how like, magical it made me feel. And then now, knowing what I know, thinking about maybe the people that listened to it because of what the song was actually about yeah. and probably played it a thousand million times yeah. over. Um, loving it. So you, you talk about the layers and that in the song. Mm. So even at that age, mm. was you already almost deconstructing music and, and, Absolutely, and pulling yes. it apart? Yeah, because... Um, because obviously when you ask me these questions, I think about what I was doing and, how, and what, what my life was about and what I was getting attached to. My uh, summer holidays would be in my aunt's house in the country in, in Wales. And my cousin had a, had a flat up in the loft. Not a flat, had his room up in the loft. And it was, um, so I suppose like eight, nine, ten years old. My sister being ten years older than me, I'd follow the big... Um, you know, my cousins and my sister up in the, in in in, yeah. in his room, and that was like, I mean, that would have been like, you know, late seventies, and Pink Floyd, Stranglers, like The Clash, um, mainly Pink Floyd, really, Fleetwood Mac. They'd be listening to that, and they were probably doing the things that everyone else was doing, listening yeah. to that stuff. But me being so teeny weeny, um, and and I just got, I think I got the. The, probably the best environment to listen to that music uh, anybody could wish for, because really, yeah. it was, 
you know, it was happening then and I was like a teeny and um, and I did feel it. And they'd put on tubular bells. It's bugger all else to do in the middle of the countryside up in this loft. And he painted it black as well, hence the black walls here. Mm -hmm. I feel comfortable with the black yep. walls. And um, yeah, and we just, I just, you know, I'd probably see what, uh, what the music's meant to do. You know what I mean? And I loved it. Like Tubular Bells, I put that on again the other day after you said that. I listened to Tubular Bells. And you, I don't know the last time you listened to Tubular Bells. Oh, I haven't listened long. to it for a few years. Yeah. The well, it gets to like the electric guitar. Yeah. And that's when it stops for me. It's but, um, it's quite an abrasive, that guitar as well. Yeah, and I, and I it think kills the vibe. Com completely. Yeah. Completely. It's got a lot of sort of distortion on it. And it's too I, modern. It's too yeah, real. It's yeah. too like yeah. It's too aggressive in in a, in a really magical trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so can you remember how old you was when you when you heard that? Um, maybe about eight. Right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe about eight. And where was you born? I was born up the uh, Hammersmith. Okay. Yeah. Hammersmith. So you said that your dad worked. In the music industry. Yeah. So was there music on at home and things like that growing up? Yep. There was that. Yep. 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 He, he, he managed Grace Jones, actually. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. So he was really involved in the live aid and all of that jazz. Wow. In the 80s, yeah. So we never saw him really when I was. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. So I guess that's the kind of... Yeah, I guess if you've got a dad doing a super cool job like that, then that generally will mean that he's out doing that super cool job. Yeah, it was like. it was it was cool with the Grace Jones thing. That was yeah. that was um, a bit freaky, but when I look back, I I just yeah, I'm quite lucky to have got those tapes yeah. brought home and stuff. Wow. Mm. So, you know, was you someone that was sort of saying like? Dad, can I come to work with you and have a look at what no, you're no, doing? No, 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 because he was never really around. I, I, he was doing his thing, and um, I was going to school. Yeah. My sister was ten years older than me. She was quite a handful. Um, so it's just a yeah, 
us more about that, really. Wow. So, <laughs> what was Hammersmith like at, at that point? Um, well, I was born in Hammersmith, but my mum um, lived around the, cor around the corner from me here in Twickenham, but I went to school in Hammersmith. So was your mum and dad separated? No, my mum and dad were together. Right. We were all together in the house. Um, and I went to school around here up until... No, 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 I went to school in Hammersmith, in Acton. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, my mum taught there. But then when she stopped teaching there, I pretty much lived with my godmum, who was around the corner from school in Acton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. But... Um, yeah, what what was it like in so I hung out around here right as a kid, yeah, uh, a bit of both really a bit in town and a bit in Twickenham. Yeah. Mm. So was you? You said your sister was a bit of a handful. Yeah. Was you a good kid? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I was a good kid. Yeah, I was thick as shit, but I was good. Yeah. Yeah, dyslexic. Right, so that's so not I'm thick creative. as shit, right? No. But I guess at that time, you were seen as, yeah. Well, I went to a stage school in right. Acton. And so I was lucky enough to be, um, it was quite entertaining, really, the fact that I just never passed anything. And yeah. I just made it all up. But I, we, we'll talk about um, school. I think it's a, the, the next track, is Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. So let's, let's, we, this, this makes sense that we can, we can talk about school now. So yeah. I asked you to to choose the song that reminds you of your school days. Yeah, reminds you of school days. Well, well my, I went to stage school, right. which means that I went to school like a normal, like normal teaching school, but it also is an agency run alongside it. So going to that school, you have to pay your own school fees, which means you have to go to work. So I was going to work and getting sent on jobs from like three years old. So, yeah, so... What was it, when you say jobs? What, like modelling and, and yeah, like yeah, adverts or um, you know just jobs, theatre stuff. Yeah. Um, whatever came up really, Colgate advert, Jack and uh, the Beanstalk. Really. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so yeah, I paid my school fees by by doing by by doing jobs. Um, so when you talk about music and school. There's a whole massive heap of stuff that I could talk about with music that reminds me of school days. But there's one poignant time in my life where I heard a track in a in a in a um um in a catering line in um the Grange Hill because I was in Grange Hill when I went to school. That was one of my jobs. And uh using Grange Hill. Yeah. So um I had an eighty day contract. In, in Grange Hill. So what yeah. era was that? At that Grange was Hill? these. Uh, hang on a minute. Let me just think. It's Gonch. I remember that name. Right. Yeah. And um, who else? That would Robbie. have been in Imelda Davis and all all of them characters around that point, was I can't it not? Remember really, because I fucking hated it. Did I you? Hated it so much. I really hated it. Um, but did you feel boring. you had to do that to support your fees? Oh no! If you get the job, you do. You get the job. Yeah. I didn't, as a child, think, "Oh, I've got to pay my school fees." But it's just, I'm just telling you how a stage school kind of worked yeah. or worked then. You know, you do. If you get a job, you go and do the job. If you get a job that's kind of like um, takes a lot of your time up, you probably get tutored. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Grange Hill was one of those. That was a long one, so we got tutored um, at Elstree Studios. But anyway, we're talking about music and a track that. 
it reminds me of school days. So I'm bored out of my mind, absolutely hated it, didn't get on with the kids, and the kids were naughty that I was hanging about with. I wasn't naughty, but I was always where the trouble was. Um, anyway, standing in a catering line, and white lines came on the radio yep. in, in the thing, and I was like, what? What is that? Yeah. And I think from that day onwards, my independent fascination with hip-hop came yeah. Yeah. So I, I was like, do, 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 do. it really kicked me. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that you can remember the first where you was it. the first time you heard White Lines. If you ask me any tune, I'll tell you the first time I heard it. Really? Oh, music hits me too hard. Yeah. Always has. <laughs> That's. Much. I mean, things with White Lines as well is. It didn't sound anything like anything else that for someone that obviously was was living in England mm. that you know you'd get well there wasn't really any hip hop that was being on top of the pops or on the radio really before white no, lines was there there I, wasn't I, I, there wasn't anything with that much character mm. and um bass yeah. and like sort of intent yeah cuz I, I remember at the time I, I've always been intrigued by what people listen to cuz I always thought that's what identified yeah. them you know what I mean it's like oh that that's you 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 must be that type of person yeah. cuz you listen to that so I was always open to yeah. to to everything and I was I I was listening to a lot of rare groove and easy stuff and soul and and stuff that you know that I thought made me feel quite grown up and you know I got it and everything but when that when I heard that I just thought oh yeah. Yeah, that means business. That one. So, as you, you know, when that come out, I mean, where, where we lived in Essex, there was a huge explosion of sort of pirate radio and things like that. Mm. At, at that kind of hit where you was at that point in Hammersmith. No, no, not really. No, not yet. Because no. obviously you had the Odeon in Hammersmith. Yeah. So that I mean that was was that where the the Public Enemy LL Cool J Eric B Rakeem that yeah, was the, the show wasn't it yeah but I wasn't old enough to go to that so yeah. I'd have been 12 13 I, I yeah. didn't make it to to anything like that until I was like 15 yeah yeah and we did yeah I I, I know the time that you're talking yeah. about I wished I was there yeah but no, unfortunately yeah. not yeah I remember there was like a couple of kids and, and one was was DJ Destruction who guested the other day that uh I think we was probably around 12 or 13 you're just a little bit too young they went yeah and they got mugged but yeah. um, but I remember thinking, oh my god, you're allowed to go to London to watch Public Enemy. It was like, and I didn't know too much Public Enemy, but I'd seen, I'd heard I Need Love by Lil Cool J because yeah. it had been on top of the pop. So it yeah. was like that, that, and you know, and, and it was like, yeah, there's a guy with like a red Kangol hat on that looks super cool, mm. and like, and he's got a bed on stage on top of the pop singing to a girl. That's <laughs> surreal. I know. Hello. I've interrupted the podcast again, haven't I? Sorry, it won't take a sec. All I want to say is, the songs that we're talking about in this podcast, if we can't play them, it's just because of the regulations regarding playing licensed music and such. So if you want to hear the songs, just go over to Spotify and search Off The Beat and Track Podcast and you can listen to all the songs because I've put playlists up for each of these. If you can't find it on there, I'll send links on all the social media accompanying each episode. So you've just got to press that one button and you can go through and you can enjoy all the songs that our guest picks. Anyway, I'll shut up, get back to the podcast. See you on the other side. So did you enjoy 
like when you was at stage school, like, did you feel a sort of connection to the the, the you know the, the people that were there with you? Did you feel like you were both you know you were all, what you know what did you want to get from that? Actually, like I should be more direct with that question. What did you want to get from that? Did, was you already thinking I want to be a singer, or did you want to be an actress, or? I I just wanted a bit of it. I wanted. Um, <clears throat> it's funny you should talk about that 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 time, because um, I had a more I had a uh, my best friend was called Michelle Gale. Um, some people know who she is because she went into EastEnders and that black girl. She, she was in Grange Hill, right? Yeah, she was in yeah. Grange Hill, but she always got she was bloody good at everything. She always got she always got the the best jobs, the best grades, and everything like that. And I was always just like following behind, just trying to kind of you know go yeah yeah I'll do I'll do that as well yeah. And she 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 was going to all these gigs and everything, and um, I don't know. I just wanted to keep up. And when I was trying to explain to you about where. When you said to me, where did I grow up? Is I can't just say I grew up around here and I can't just say I grew up in Hammersmith yeah. because my school was in Hammersmith and Michelle and my other mates were in Eading, Hammersmith and Acton and that. And, and then I had some mates around here. So I had... Um, my, But all of these friends of mine were either artists and they were scribbling and trying to you know, do their graffiti thing or they had turntables and were learning to mix. Yeah. So it was all the kind of, it was all going the same way. So I, I was trying, I was trying to reach out everywhere. Yeah. Um, but one thing I did know was that I, I, um, I was um, in into my music and passionate about it, and I had a singing teacher that was brought it out of us basically. So. Um, I knew what passion was, and I knew what I liked at quite a young age, I think, and I just wanted some of it. Was was you at that age thinking I want to be famous? No. Was you thinking I don't want to work in an office? I want to do the things I like doing. Um, yeah, that, and I and I think I just wanted to keep up with the boys. I wanted. I wanted. Um, I don't know, it was quite buzzy around that time because there was so much music, wasn't there? It was an amazing time yeah, of music. Everything late, was, was happening. But it was very kind of black and white, not really anything in the middle. So I felt like, I almost felt like I was like a white person that got it. So I'm like, oh, I, you know, I, I like that, I like that, I like that, I like that, I like that. And, and, and I, just, I just got it, and it was just exciting. And I suppose I saw things like um, The Clash, um, using the same, you know, with these bass lines and um, everybody seemed to be doing what they wanted to do and anything's possible sort of thing. Um, I was so innocent because I had a very hard time once I got the opportunity to do all those things. Yeah, innocence and, and, and passion together, I think, are quite, um, well, sort of miraculous thing. Yeah. yeah, and and I think yeah, I suppose if you're, I guess that's when people can take advantage of situations, isn't it? Yeah. Like, um, okay, like, well, let's. So we did the white lines. So you're gonna play that? Uh, yeah. Well, what we do is um, we have a, a Spotify playlist to accompany every podcast. Oh, okay. So cool. you can go over and put the links on here, and there'll be an advert dropped in on here as well. 
actually direct people over so they can listen to all the tracks that we talk about as well. So uh, they'll all be there. And uh, it's a a crazy sounding record, White Lines. Mm. I think um, the, the bass line is obviously amazing. And it was, and it's a little sort of, Tinkle, tinkly sounds mm. like that. Do you know the sound I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And and just that whole hi baby, hi baby. Mm. Like I remember just thinking, because I didn't know what white lines meant. No, it's, like, it, I'm just thinking now, when you know, in that line, queuing up for my food and hearing yeah. that for the first time, the boys knew knew the song and yeah. they knew what it was about so not only was i hearing this thing yeah. and then the boys were saying what it's about it bl- literally blew my mind because yeah. i just thought something that sounds so like powerful yeah and what it's about is so like mind-blowing as well yeah. at that age it's like yeah. you sit and i'm also like hearing it you know what i mean this is free coming out of the yeah. radio in my ears all this information yeah yeah <laughs> It's like, boom. I'm loving the fact that you, you, your last two choices have been white lines and golden brown and you had no idea I at the know. time what See, either of them I mean, were about. Like a thing, like a magical yeah. thing that just gets in touch like too much. Yeah. And very young. You know, yeah. I knew very young what, you know, what what, emo- what, what emotion, you yeah. know, emotions are about inside. You know what I mean? Rather than I think, and this is what I'm saying. So my mates at school... 80s there's obviously another side to the 80s like Duran Duran and yeah you know Wham and mm-hmm. all my other friends around here would be listening to that and I was just like horrified at the cheapness of it all you, what, people, you, you wasn't into it at all of course I flipping wasn't what the hell does that do yeah do you know what I mean? What does it do to you? And she sat me down in front of the telly to, and watched a live Duran Duran concert and she yeah. was like I mean look at him and I'm like I hate it yeah. It's not doing anything to yeah. me. Nothing. Even like Boy George, I only appreciate, I'm um, not Boy George, George Michael, I appreciate him now. He's yeah. beautiful songwriting, but at the yeah. time it was just cheap and like, so cheap. It was really weird because like, for me, I, as much as I loved, I was listening to, to Soul and Red Groove and then hip hop and, but another part of me was always excited. Just, I loved a bit of, I liked pop hooks. Never. Like no, no, the no. Pop I just got them. me. I hate. Like, them. I hate them. Really. I hate. It made me cross. Like not so much Duran Duran, <laughs> uh, but you know, th- you know, it was like Madonna and and, and things yeah, like Madonna. that. Like I just thought. You just fancied her. No, I don't. I don't know because like, I, I was still. But that was disco. That was club music. She I suppose it was. It was yeah, it was. You know, was I guess music. you know. Uh, but uh, there was, there was an exception for me though with the pop music. Talking about Hammersmith Palais. Yeah. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Well, it's really, <laughs> Lindy. I love the fact that you've gone from Golden Brown. Now you've gone to White Lines, and now you've gone to Relax. Straight in there. I mean. Well, the the twelve inch, the New York mix of Relax, can't get enough of it. It's one of the greatest records it's ever. One big hard on, isn't it? It's fucking amazing. Yeah, and like, and I remember, I remember the first time I heard that because yeah. you couldn't hear it on the radio, right? Yeah. Famously, it was it was banned by Mike Reed, and and I remember going to the Working Men's Club in Tilbury with my dad, 
and he was a docker, so we used to go to the working men's club. And you can't play that in a bloody working men's club. But I had a jukebox, and it was 5p to put a song on. And my dad gave me 10p, and I remember putting on Come On Eileen, mm-hmm. and I remember putting on Relax, because mm. all of my mates were saying, there's this like record just banned. Mm. And I put it on, and I thought, this is good. But I just thought, why have they banned it? Because I had no, no idea. Do you know what I mean? I was tiny, and I was just thinking, like, what's so bad about this? Mm. Like, And then obviously, you, you, you grow. But I remember seeing him on Top of the Pops, mm. and and just thinking he looked, Holly Johnson looked aggressive. Mm. And, I, and, and like, and when you looked at Simon Lee Bon and George Michael in Wham, they had, they weren't saying nothing, right? Nothing. Like, and they didn't. They were they were pretty, mm. but I remember seeing Holly Johnson and, and the dude with the moustache and the leather hat next to him, heavy, and just thinking, this is number one and it's quite poppy, but mm. it's ain't the same as that. Mm. This mm. is yeah. this is darker and yeah. it's, it's saying something yeah. and. They were making a bit of a statement with the way they looked, and and I just remember it was like it was powerful, very, and which you know it was a short space of time where they really did one thing since yeah they, they did for me anyway that 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 track is is incredible yeah. and as as is that album you know and yeah you know I think enough's been said about Horn's production on that it mm. is it's phenomenal but if you I'm going to put uh, this on the playlist I'm going to put the the New York mix of relax on definitely, because it's, it's awesome yeah, but Lindy, awesome. i'm gonna pause it for a second and change the batteries in the recorder because i've noticed that the, the thing's dropping down so Don't i don't want it to stop so we're, we're do you want me to pour you some more coffee uh oh yeah go on why not there you go that was the end of part one of off the beaten track podcast with miss lindy layton lovely lindy layton oh you're on board now aren't you i knew that You'd, you'd love Lindy. She's um, she's really chilled. She's got such a lovely story, a really nice manner about her, and uh, and it was it was really nice to be invited round there and and be able to sit and and find out about how how a creative journey uh, you know has, has has happened. So um, part two is also out now. So go and check it and listen and like and share and retweet and subscribe. Um, yeah, enjoy part two. See you in a bit. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Give me stew with it. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.